Hey, what's going on? Greetings and good day, and welcome to a long delayed edition of Birds All Day. My name is Drew Fair Service, and we're here talking to you on a Monday, the Monday of the winter meetings when everything is going on. Uh, exciting tweets such as uh, one team's entire baseball operations team is currently eating dinner. This is the kind of scintillating content you get now, only now, during the winter meetings. Uh, again, my name is Drew Ferris, you're listening to Birds All Day, wherein we talk about your Toronto Blue Jays, and, uh, and joining me, uh, as always... As always. Uh, old, old Reliable. Old Reliable, yeah. Uh, old Reliable, Mr. Andrew Stoughton. Stoughton, how are you? I'm well. I'm quite well. It's been a while. Yeah. Just, you it's know... It's been too long. Just, you know... Almost on my way to Cleveland here. I think it's uh, where all us guys who make the big bucks go. Well, you know, now that they got rid of the cheap guys, <laughs> right? They, they, the, the Cleveland's organization was finally able to purge themselves of the miserly front office uh, uh, barnacles, I think. They are just the leeches sucking on the side of that finely tuned machine. Uh, and now they're ready to spend the big bucks. I think so. That that seems to be what's happening. Yeah, absolutely. Ready uh, to compete. Good for them, really. I mean, it, your your pitching rotation uh, it doesn't last forever. Even though they got some great talent there, so they better give it an offense and uh, and more power to them. Let's. Uh, I know they couldn't quite get Steve Pierce or Kendrys Morales, but uh, but I guess this guy will be okay. Thing. Yeah. The next best thing. Why would you sign a player in his thirties <laughs> to a four-year contract when you can sign a worse player for a three-year contract? That's a that's a good point. I mean, you know, I think it's important for us as fans to spend um, as much time as possible counting Rogers' money. <laughs> I think it's also no. important for us to to mention. Uh, that we're talking about the Edwin to Cleveland rumors, because by the time anybody hears this, there have been a million things that will have happened, uh, and we may have forgotten all about these. Hopefully. Hopefully. Uh, I mean, I don't know if there's, that there's a good place for a player like Edwin Encarnacio to end up, if you're a Blue Jays fan. Ah, uh, Florida? Nobody wants to see anybody <laughs> go to Texas other than um, um, the four horsemen of the apocalypse. They can go to Texas anytime. Uh, the Orioles... So uh, Dave Cameron of Fangraphs wrote that the Orioles are the best fit for Encarnacion, which just is the hardest pass I could possibly muster. I, I can't I can't stomach that. Yeah, it's terrible. Um, no, the Yankees are done. It looks like they signed Matt Holiday. Yeah, if you can't if you can't sign a veteran in his thirties to a four year deal, you might as well just throw Matt Holiday at the wall. Steve Stevie Sticks. He's fine. Matt Holiday's real good. He's okay. He's really good. He had a. He did used to be very good. He was good as recently as not this year. <laughs> yes, that is like the the model though. That I'd be okay. The with Matt Holiday free agent contract worked out as well as any free agent contract could ever have hoped to work out. Sure, for the Cardinals. But anyway, the number of teams that uh, American League teams in particular that that could possibly sign Edwin Carnacion is dwindling. As I believe you were noting uh, today on the Twitter.com, uh, yeah, I like the, the American League Central is all trash, for example. So bad. <laughs> like, so, so bad. Uh, love to see him go to the Royals. They've got a hole there now, from what I understand. They've always had a hole. Eric Hosmer is nothing but a hole, a <laughs> vacuous hole from Florida. Um, well, they also had a, a guy I like to call Kendrys Morales, who uh, has a new home, apparently. 
See, this is I think this is interesting. What just happened here? We're mm-hmm. we're just you know we're we're cracking wise. We're making jokes, which is what we do here on Birds All Day, which is of course uh, a Patreon supported podcast. Which our listeners patiently waiting for new episodes. Uh, <laughs> yes, thank uh, you. Uh, they keep us alive, and for that, we are eternally grateful. So if you wish to join them, having heard this, the first new episode in, I don't know, months, uh, please head over to patreon.com slash birdsallday and, uh, and keep us going and motivated. And everyone who's stuck with us and has kept uh, has supported us since the very beginning, uh, almost 100 episodes ago, now thank you. Thank you so much. Um, but we're just talking, we're just uh, cracking wise. But I still I think of Edwin Encarnacion as a first baseman before anything else. So when you said they have a hole there, mm. I didn't even think about the. I noticed. I don't, yeah, I don't categorize him that way, which I th- which I think it's odd that it, so many people are so quick to do that. Am I, is well, that weird? No, I, well, for one, there's that thing about <laughs> who was it that saying Adam Lind and him would just would fight over who got to be DH. They both hated being on the field. Uh, Edward looked great at first base this year. I thought, though, you're absolutely right there. I don't think he's ever played more than 80 games there in a season. Uh, but that's not necessarily because he can't do it. It's because they, you know they've had other guys to do it. Well, why why play Edwin Encarnacion at first base when you have uh, the mighty glove of Justin Smoke. I mean, we we all know how valuable first base defense is. That's why the Jays were really sniffing around Mitch Moreland, obviously. Um, yeah, no, I don't know. He could, yeah, he could certainly be a first baseman for somebody. Uh, four years from now, I don't know. But it's not like it's not like if he becomes unplayable. Like, I mean, think of some of the the broken down old National League first baseman. Yeah, he could he could stick around there for sure. I. I don't. Again, I, I'm of your mind where I think he would look to me looked fine at first base. Again, the bar is so low for first base defense that how bad does he have to be to be considered bad? He's former um, third baseman. You know, he's got he's got them reflexes. I don't know. If, he's okay. If he, he doesn't want to do it, then that that's something. If he's looking to be like I want to be a DH, but so few teams have full time DHs now. Even the Red Sox, who were one of the only teams to employ a guy as their full-time designated hitter they've moved past that john farrell said today he's not going to have a full-time dh this season um so that's why the jays are trying to corner the market and then just snap up all the dhs oh god (laughs) but anyway yeah uh the mitch moreland thing we're not gonna touch god no i there's nothing i want less than that uh, I would probably want Justin Smoke less. I mean, I would I would take why Mor- I would take Moreland if you're sending Smoke off to somebody else who for some reason would take Justin Smoke and give you something for it rather than just paying Mitch Moreland. Why? Because Moreland's a better hitter. Is he against right-handed pitching? I think so. Yeah, he had one good year ever. That was also the year that he. I don't want to put it all on him, mm-hmm. uh, but he definitely cost his team a playoff series <laughs> um, because he... I may recall something about that. He could Not only could he have bailed out Elvis Andrews on multiple times, he did not record a single hit in that entire five-game series against your Toronto Blue Jays. Okay. He is, he, I mean, he's, he was not alone in that. Basically, he and Prince Fielder and Josh Hamilton all oh, God, came yeah. together to literally destroy the Rangers' chances and cost them a 2 nothing series lead headed home in a five-game series, um, only then to be swept the very following year, uh, seeing as though they are a disgraceful trash franchise who should all be ashamed. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, you know, Mitch Moreland sucks. Oh, he's bad. 
don't like his yeah, game. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I'm un, I understand that, but I, 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 my, my exhibit A to you would be Justin Smoke also sucks. Uh, hey, he looks like is... you, you can make the playoffs with both Justin Smoke or Mitch Moreland on your roster. It turns out, not because of, in spite of, but it, it can happen. Mitch Moreland, uh, who also lost his job to a backup shortstop at one point <laughs> last season. Oh, no, Jerks and yeah, Profar, Profar was no playing ordinary. First bunch, yeah. He was playing first base. They were yeah. looking for, for reasons. To, they had a shortstop, and they had not only did they have him playing first base, they were trying to get him into left field. That's how bad things were for the Rangers, uh, who are very bad and were lucky to be where they were last year and are probably going to be better this year. But Houston is going to win that division running away. Very easily, yeah. Uh, that American League Central, as I said, is so bad that if Cleveland, for example, does sign Edwin Encarnacion, um, if they're able to match or improve upon the four-year $80 million deal that the Blue Jays reportedly offered him, uh, that Edwin Encarnacion turned down, um, he'll get that, though, right? Like Everyone's talking about his market is crashing. Remember what happened to Prince Field? Didn't, I mean, this, this is the, different. That's the example that I've been coming back to all day. Somebody reminded me of that. And yeah, Prince Fielder. I, because, you know, uh, Jays fans, I've you know, writing about this for years, like, oh, come on, Jays. Like, this is a fielder was an opportunity, it felt, uh, to sort of kickstart something and that the Jays would never do. They always kind of had this thing where they would want to, they, they didn't want to throw good money after bad. They would, they, they would prefer to build something uh, in terms of, you know, uh, just uh, ha- building towards contention, uh, where Fielder was one year where it's like, okay, you could really use some offense. Prince Fielder's right there, and it seemed like the market was cratering. Uh, and so I can't remember how many fucking words I wrote about that uh, when it was like, maybe you can swoop in and get him for a little, and he ended up getting exactly what you would have expected him to get. There were We, you and I, uh, and some of our friends um, named Dustin or Scott or people of that nature, we sat around and said, there was talk about maybe the Jays could get him for, what if they did like a three-year deal? Mm-hmm. What if the Jays offered Bridgefield just three years of $75 million? Maybe he'd, he'd come. That's crazy. That's a lot of money. He got $200 million. <laughs> 200 in, in like two. In like January too, right? January, maybe even February, not probably not February, but it was late. It was late when it's happened, maybe late December. But it was he went through the winter meetings just like Edwin is, uh, and and yeah, nothing happened. So, uh, word to Edwin: say stay strong, buddy. <laughs> don't don't go jump in at the first Cleveland that comes your way. Stay strong is is is, is true, and I think it's uh, I've saw a few people speaking about topics similar to this, where this time of year in particular, and um, you know we're fans of a team so uh, we're rooting for the team and not necessarily to win you know what i mean but like oh well maybe if edwin's you know uh price comes down or his market crashes the jays can get him for cheap it's like you know this is his one shot to get paid this life-changing amount of money that he has earned in his way Mm -hmm. so maybe we want to root for him to get as much as he can i don't know i feel like counting the owner's money is like is like one of the worst habits that all of us have gotten into um and it's it's it, it's when you sometimes you take a step back when you're not trying to play gm and understand you know it's easy to you know when we're in our position we can say like well we have to think about we're thinking about the team as a whole and then everyone has a budget everyone has a mm-hmm. has a budget they're working under but at the same time it's like i i don't want edwin Encarnacion to lose out on tens of millions of dollars because i like to watch him play that's not really no fair. You're, you're right and and yeah i mean i swing between both poles 
all the time, you know, sometimes within the same tweet or within the same stream of tweets, you know, and, and mm-hmm. I'm you know, talking about it today, uh, you're trying to put the moves in context, trying to understand it. I always feel like I'm defending the moves, but that's partly because, A, I'm trying to understand them, and B, God, I hate it when I'm negative and then every fucking chucklehead moron comes and it's like, yeah, this is, you know, and, and, and really, and it, it's just, it, it, I would prefer if people got excited when I... When I make a, a real nice nuanced point and not just sort of uh, spewing negativity, but that's uh, it's just such mm-hmm. low hanging fruit for people, uh, because because yeah, I mean I was saying today on, on on the Twitter machine, you know, to watch David Price and Edwin Encarnacion play for the Boston Red Sox, for example, obviously Edwin that may not happen or perhaps won't happen, uh, when it's just because Rogers doesn't want to pay doesn't you know and here i am counting the owner's money it, it but it is it's frustrating to think that you know those are guys those are gettable guys for the blue jays if ownership had just said well sure you know we'll we'll up the budget a bit it would not have it would not have cratered the company stock it wouldn't have mm-hmm. you know, they wouldn't have been shuttering rogers video stores uh which are probably all gone now anyway uh, <laughs> but but you know and and it's just frustrating to be like well the reason that they're there and they're not here is because the Red Sox, for all I fucking hate them, they go out and they spend, and and sometimes it's on bad players, but they they go out there and they're trying to be a baseball team and not trying to be uh, a marketing arm of uh, of, of a, a bigger conglomerate that happens to you know put a team on the field and you know will give you your money and not really think about it beyond you know there's your number and and do with do with it what you can. We don't really want to hear what. Uh, uh, any of your emotional pleas for uh, for fan service or for for any of this shit, and, and the Blue Jays could do it. It's uh, the Blue Jays think under Shapiro and Atkins and under their budget could do stuff mm-hmm. like that. I mean, Ross Atkins. I don't know how much I really believe it, but it was talking about you know Edwin was Plan A. Uh, but the big thing is you know when you're Boston, uh, if you make a mistake, if you fucking sign shitty pa- Pablo Sandoval. Uh, you can find a way to fix it. You're not you're not like so constrained or so afraid that ownership is just going to rein you in so much that you have to start mm-hmm. from scratch again. That that you're able to make mistakes and that that is uh, that is very advantageous compared to the position that the Jays are in. But it, I, yeah, but the, it's not as though the Blue Jays are the Pirates or Cleveland, where they're crying poor all the time and they're paying to make Francisco Liriano go away because his 16 or $17 million contract that he signed a year ago <laughs> was suddenly too much to bear. I mean, well, like also, every, I think every team has a budget. And the Red Sox, the Red Sox are not going to sign Edwin Encarnacion because their money is spent, mm-hmm. right? They, and I, they, well, I wrote they about that about pa- the, uh, the luxury tax, too. They're, they, yeah, well, that is a, a, a holding teams back, yeah. But it, even if it is holding teams back, is it holding teams back? The Dodgers clearly did not give a shit about the about the the luxury tax when they're spending over two hundred million dollars on salary. They're paying Carl Crawford to sit at home. They're paying you know uh, Brandon McCarthy when they know they're going to uh, on top of Rich Hill, on top of Scott Casmer, on top of Clayton Kershaw. But they still had to let Zach Greinke go, mm-hmm. right? They 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 tried to rein it in. They 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 signed. Um, they signed McCarthy and a few other guys, uh, Brett Anderson, for ten million bucks, and, and it, maybe it cost them Zach Greinke, maybe it didn't. But like, you know, at some point, like everybody has a budget. But even if they, if you do, 
you know, Dodgers fans who again they were running record payrolls in two hundred in the two hundred million dollar, two hundred forty million dollar range, were mad at the ownership because they let Greinke walk. You know, like when is it's never enough, mm-hmm. right? And and you can't throw even if you throw good money after bad, it doesn't guarantee anything. Right? You still have it's, to play. You still have to sign good players and 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 you know use the example of the Phillies, right? The Phillies did everything the Jays would have wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Right, everything in terms of the way that the Phillies ran their organization, uh, which is to say, they ran it into the ground, <laughs> and they didn't recognize the point where it was the end, or when the end was near, or they didn't have a contingency well, for I what think, would happen when the, <laughs> when everybody went tits up. I think, as as has been the case several times in his career, I think Pat Gillick recognized that and got the fuck out of there. He's uh, no fool. No, nobody else did. Yeah. Uh, but, no, no, you're right. You're but the Phillies are, for me, the Phillies are a great um, uh, a warning sign, a good, uh, you know, whatever. I, try, I can't think of the word, but look at the Phillies or even the Angels, right? And I think the Angels are going to be fine in 2017. I think the Angels will be good. But the Phillies, wow. um, they, they held on for way too long, right? The Angels, the Phillies held on for too long and they had signed, you know, Ryan Howard. They paid for what ended up being terrible years, but even if they weren't terrible years, good Ryan Howard, bad Ryan Howard wasn't keeping that team out of the toilet. They overpaid for, for aging pitchers as well. Mm-hmm. Suddenly, every, you know, Roy Halliday's shoulder just exploded and Cliff Lee's elbow gave up and you now the Phillies are terrible on purpose. You know, they've signed uh, Yoquin Benoit today purely for the sake of trading him at the, at the, at the deadline um, because they're going to be bad. They're rebuilding. But you just... You have to have an eye to the future, and and the this, the, the the frustrating thing, and, and I was thinking about it a bit today, and and I think it's frustrating for it should be Jays fans should be frustrated, um, because all the Edmund Encarnacion talk and Bautista was about how old do you want the team to be, and you and I have said it a hundred times, how old do you want them to be? But by signing Steve Pierce and Kendrys Morales, they're not any fucking younger. <laughs> True, the, and if it's if it's a difference between three years for Morales and four years for Encarnacion, and it's if it's only money, there's the only difference. Like, come on, the money is is significantly different. Is it when you start when you again? This is when you start at looking back and all these little moves. Like, I feel like. I feel like that kind of fan now, because when you're paying, I mean, you're not paying up to not anything, but when you're paying Smoke five and Pierce six and and Morales eleven. Suddenly, you're at what twenty two? Yeah, the cost, the price of Edwin, sure. But there's more to that. Yeah, and 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 uh, you are the one who who has said many times, uh, you know, you have to look. You can't do that. It doesn't. It's not a tit for tat and. The idea of making doesn't, the team more versatile making doesn't the sound team like more, anything I would say, but okay. Yeah. Well, it's similar, similar <laughs> to the, along those lines. But you know, they talk. There's so much talk about versatility, and now they've got Pierce who can play multiple positions, mm-hmm. and they've got Morales who's a switch hitter, and uh, you know, they, it, the pieces fit. It, it, it's it's interesting to watch it instead of being like, um, let's just get as many talented players or as many good hitters as we can and throw them together. It's a bit more of a unified theory in terms of team building. Yeah, yeah. Presu- we hope we're giving them that credit. That's the thing. I mean, you could you you get a Dexter Fowler, and I think a lot of the angst that people are feeling right now goes away. Even the people who don't really know, you know, what Fowler is as much as because I mean, there's a lot of emotional connection with Encarnacion, uh, and and people are ready to lose their shit when he goes elsewhere. So much so that they're 
like deluding themselves into thinking that that when Ross Atkins says, "Oh, I'm not going to close every door," as though they like it's he's not coming back. Obviously, I mean, it just it does not, and it will never make sense for them to to sign Morales and Encarnacion. I, I I just I don't think that makes sense to lock them in like that. Uh, and I'm already having I've had to, to tell a few people on the Twitter, you know, what the rules are about trading recent free agent signings. You get, you can't do it until mid June, so your Kendrys Morales. Uh, trade scenario is is not it's not going to pan out unfortunately um but yeah it's easy to sit here in the middle of the building process and get wrapped up in the fear that they're gonna sit on their wallets a little too much and 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 come away empty-handed but i don't know they they would have to be pretty fucking stupid to do that and and would really be throwing away a chance at having a pretty decent team next year um and for what i mean this is their 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 job security uh, I don't, uh, you know, I, the, the farther they get along this path of being of being a competitive team, the less likely they can, uh, they, they are to be able to rebuild, I think, entirely and to, and, and to really tear it down and to, and to start sort of the thing that maybe they sold ownership on when they came in, uh, you know, Mark Shapiro did, in, in terms of, you know, building with the pipeline and with the, with the through the farm system. And, uh, and I, I think that seemed like something that was probably... Uh, in the in the plans until the you know the last couple of months of 2015 happened and uh, I don't know I think a, a lot of times it's easy to or, or it's beneficial to look at uh, executives in terms of how they think about their job security because that's kind of what they're playing for you know they're operating on different scales uh, time wise than fans are and, and 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 thinking about it differently um, and yeah I, I don't I, I don't know it, I think it's frustrating obviously for fans. Uh, that they're maybe not on the same page as this uh, as this regime, but I think the regime can't just piss away good years and, and really look to the future. I think that that would be uh, a mistake on their part to think that Rogers is going to tolerate uh, them really pissing away in a, a, a year when you have so many good pieces already. So, uh, so the fears that they're not going to do anything uh, are unfounded. I think, and I, and I think you know even though. Everybody rolls their eyes at Steve Pierce and Kendrick Morales and whatever else they're going to do. Uh, you know, you don't do that if you're trying to intentionally be bad. We haven't really talked about Steve Pierce a lot. Of course, today, Monday, the Blue Jays did in fact sign Steve Pierce to a two-year contract worth $12.5 million, uh, which I can't... The uh, kind of um, uh, stacking, uh, the cascading effects of, of signing Steve Pierce notwithstanding... Uh, this is to me. This is great. This is a great little deal. You're paying him, you know, baseball nothing, to be a very valuable, you know, not necessarily an everyday player, but a guy who can do a lot of important things for this team, right? Like, well, yeah. how can how can anyone have any problem with Steve the Steve Pierce deal? Well, because he's not Edwin. Yeah, but no, I I'm with you. I I think that that's a. It's a really smart deal. I, I, you know, I was, was tweeting with Jason Collette, the the Rays uh, writer, who was like, you know, he was really, he's like really going to miss him on the team. I thought he, you know, tough at bat, really versatile. Like, uh, and even for that price, is uh, uh, is a good pickup. And, and I mean, that's kind of a bit of tunnel vision, I think, in terms of you know just what his value is. But but you need guys like that on the team, and I think that's we've been saying all along about the the unsexy moves that the Jays were probably going to make this winter and, and how they were really probably going to look to spread money around and, and raise the floor. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's, go, it's going to plan. It's going to what I think we would have agreed was going to be the plan so far. And I think Pierce is 
uh, a guy that if you talked about it a month ago or two months ago and identified some free agents, I think he's a guy who's a really good fit here, obviously. Uh, someone who could maybe steal first base at bats from Justin Smoke uh, because I have no faith in Justin Smoke to be good against right-handed pitching, and, and Pierce has actually had a little more success than uh, his platoon reputation mm-hmm. would suggest. Uh, he's always hurt. <laughs> which is a bit of a thing but mm-hmm. but you know it he had I wrote about him uh you know after he signed he had a really bad year in 2015 uh there was an oblique injury there. There was a like really bad uh, batted ball luck by the looks of it. You know the BABIP was really low. Uh, his exit velocities weren't the same as they were this year. They sort of rebounded in, in 2016. Uh, they don't have the data for 20, uh, 2014, but 2014 and 2016 he was really really good. Uh, you know I think we're I think he's been worth like seven wins over the last like four years, three four years or something like that. Probably four, uh, which is great for you know six million bucks a year or less or whatever the hell they just paid for him um yeah nothing to dislike there it's just you know the dollars keep creeping up towards the uh what everybody thinks the the payroll max is and they mm-hmm. still haven't really done anything you know transformative with uh with the rest of the roster i mean they still have one outfielder yeah dexter fowler let's make come on do that and then and then we're good he told are me we, if, if are told, they if you told me, yeah, as good as you're going to get. <laughs> I don't know. If you told me a month ago that they'd walk away from the winter meetings with Fowler and Morales and Pierce, I'd have been like, that's that's wonderful. Uh, if you told me that Edwin's market cratered to the point where they were talking about him going to Cleveland, uh, I might have I, I might have thought a little differently of it, though. I think the Steve Pierce thing is good. Um, personally, I tweeted about this a little bit that... Uh, despite the reputation, the Jays were not great against left-handed pitching last year. True. So, so you know, I mean, a guy like uh, Tulo um, was pretty neutral in between from one side to the other, which I think is consistent with his entire career. He's just not the same kind of of uh, platoon neutral kind of guy. Uh, Russell Martin did not destroy left-handed pitching as maybe we would expect. Uh, actually, in fact, two of the Jays' best hitters against left-handed pitching were Michael Saunders and Ezekiel Carrera by the numbers. So anybody who can come in and maybe give that side a shot in the arm beyond you know reputation where you see all these right-handers uh, coming one at a time, um, you think, okay, well, that's what they're going to do. So Pierce is good that way. If he can play some third base or some left field, whatever it might be, cool. Yeah, it's – and, you know, I got in trouble with the Cleveland folks – uh, the fans there when I you know when I was angry about the Jays losing to their shitty team as I called them, which obviously they weren't as as shitty as I thought. But I mean, part of it is is falling into the trap that I think a lot of Jays fans uh, are doing by looking at the the loss of the big stars and and maybe overlooking uh, just raising the floor of the of the lineup. You know, I think and I think that Morales does that to an extent. Obviously, he's not a uh, a, a great <laughs> replacement for Edwin. I'm I'm really I'm really going to cling to that Fangraphs piece. The Tony Blangino piece about uh, hard or about uh, adjusted contact scores that said he was you know the best DH other than David Ortiz last year. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I'm going to cling to that until it is dead and, and proven completely horseshit. Uh, but I mean, yeah, like uh, just adding tougher outs up and down the lineup, even if it's not big names, even if it's a guy who is only a tough out against lefties, is only a tough out against righties. I think you can you can piece together a lineup that. 
that doesn't have the sort of star power in it, but that can be really, really effective for you. And I think that's obviously what they're trying to do. And, and it's not going to make fans feel great when they watch, you know, Edwin go to Cleveland or whatever the fuck's going to happen. But it's, it, it, is, uh, it, it is a way to try to make a team better. I do like that idea because there were not there were I don't know if you noticed there were some real fucking painfully easy outs in this lineup for a lot of the second half of last year. Uh, It's true, and the first half as well. Uh, And you know, you see uh, the Melvin Upton thing. I'm probably more willing to defend than than both those trades, both the Melvin Upton the Upton thing and uh, the smoke contract, but those strikeout guys heavy strikeout guys are just they can get really um you know those outs are all the same but it just does make it really tough to watch <laughs> it really it really does i mean i've for years I'm, yeah you know that's the that's the sabermetric dogma basically is oh the strikeout pretty much the same as any other out but yeah especially when they're just chained together and you see guys on base and you just nobody can even fucking make contact with the ball <sighs> it's tough it's, yeah, you're right. It's real tough. Also, by the way, just getting... Uh, this will be several hours old before anybody hears it, but Heyman is now tweeting that Edwin is in a wait-and-see mode. Uh, he's not rushing. Uh, but the Rockies and the, the Clevelands and many more have called, says, I'm sure, uh, wonder agent Paul Kinzer. Really killing it there, buddy. Good job, Paul. I um <laughs> I just realized that I wrote about Steve Pierce a couple of years ago for oh, Fangraphs. Nice, because I I liked what I liked about him was he uh, he was it Mojo and Swagger his children. Uh, dear God, no! <laughs> I like that everyone thought this, they were like this is so great. Um, no, it's not. That's embarrassing. Send your kid through life named Mojo. I, I think that's not real, right? That can't be real. I would hope not. I think someone's uh, like those are obviously nicknames, and I'm like I, I don't know. Well, one Kevin, way that Kevin Millar would do it, so that should be the ultimate indictment. <laughs> Write that in there. Yep. Uh, one of the reasons that I that Steve Pierce had so much mojo and swagger in 2014 was because <laughs> of his ability to dominate the top of the strike zone. He was a really uh, strong hitter against fastballs, in particular up in the zone, which uh, is kind of uh, still in vogue as uh you know pitchers work down so hitters adjust and then got pitchers were going back upstairs you know, and Do you now, think, does that he didn't he kill the jays all year this year he always kills the jays yeah that the, uh, those two things perhaps related yeah there you go i mean you get the jay hap and whoever else pounding pitching at the top of the zone anyway uh, i i went back through i had to dig it up on my fangraphs archive but it's there oh they oh they kept your archive that's nice of them yeah, they, they they kept everyone who's ever written for Fangraphs. There's some random names. <laughs> that, in no, there. that no, that's the human thing to do, isn't it? <laughs> it is very decent. Um, but yeah, I, I love the I love the Pierce thing as long as he is healthy and his hands and ligaments are all in one piece, <laughs> which uh, they're not, not a lot to like. <laughs> and it's only again the money, the baseball money. It, it's baseball money, and it's relatively uh, nothing. You're not you're paying him to be like a one like a one win player twice. Barely two wins over two years at the going rate. The, ro- the, they just, the, the, the math on that is so wacky these days. But uh, 
Well, one other thing, we something we haven't talked about. So we've talked about the Steve Pierce thing. We've talked about some of the rumors, the Encarnacion, and we talked briefly about um, Mitch Moreland. One other thing, um, no rumors, nothing about Jose Bautista, which is a little odd. It is a little it? odd, yes, I, I think. Uh, but I, I mean, it's that damn draft pick for one. Like, who who was signed? Mm-hmm. That's sort of in that position, right? And uh, like, and he's you know he's not going to take a Beltran contract. He's not going to take a Matt Holiday contract. If you look at those three players, uh, all things considered, I don't think you take Jose just because you lose a draft pick and because he's probably not going to sign for one year. You're going to have to pay him more, right? I mean, teams with that kind of the need for the kind of guy that he really is in reality and not maybe his own mind. Uh, I think are being better served by other guys on the market. So yeah, it's it's going to be kind of interesting to see what happens with him. Uh, also interesting. Yeah. Uh, yeah I referenced. Sorry, I interrupted you. Oh no, I, I'm just rambling. Uh, Edwin Encarnacion, that that Edwin Encarnacion post on Fangraphs today that Craig Edwards wrote uh, about. No, it was Craig or Dave, someone saying that the Orioles should sign him. Uh, no, sorry, it was Craig Edwards writing about Matt Holiday going to the Yankees. There was a list of you know those all those types of guys, and Edwin was on it, Bautista was on it, Beltran, and it had their projected numbers for 2017. Um, Bautista has among all those guys is projected to have the best season next year. His, he has the strongest projections, even more so than Edwin Encarnacion. Um, you know, even when you consider all age and everything like that. So I found that interesting, but again, the he's carrying around that stupid. Mojo and Swagger. Oh yeah. Oh the yeah. Mojo. So, so the draft pick. Yeah. Yeah. No. Uh, that's that. That. Yeah. I. I guess I'm. Not, it's not terribly surprising because his track record is so good, and I, I think somebody probably will end up getting a bargain because, you know, even just a bit because I'm so I'm so used to the Stockholm syndrome of trying to convince myself that this is everything's good with the team all, all summer. You know, I I do think you know the. The knee and the toe issues kind of sapped his power a bit, and if you really mm-hmm. look at him like a like a a, a a DH first base type, and you could like, you can hide him in the field a little bit sometimes. He's not that bad. I mean, fuck the Jays. By the end, when it really mattered, we're having him out there instead of some of the other jokers on their roster because you know Michael Sand Michael Saunders can't find where the fuck the ball is half the time. Uh, they absolutely did, <laughs> and, I, I, and I, I've said this before, and I think that's a huge, not red flag, but that to me that says a lot. It really does. That the Jays were happily running him out there in the playoffs when it mattered most. <laughs> yeah, with that, oh, it, when they had other guys they could have put out there. I think it says a lot about Michael Saunders, for example. Yeah, yeah that but too. but you know, but he still, I mean, the, he still controls the strike zone so well. You know, the walks, the walks are not going away. Um, you know, I, I, I think there's people have talked to me here about bat speed maybe is a thing. And I, I, mm-hmm. you know, I am by no means any good judge of that, but, uh, he can still, I think be a really productive hitter. And I think if the power comes back a little bit because he gets farther and farther away from the knee and toe injury, I think he can certainly outperform even Edwin, even, even the great and wonderful Kendrys Morales. I believe it was Jeff Blair today, who's at the winter meetings with Wilner doing radio and stuff. Uh, Blair said, and this is kind of third hand because I, I, someone quoted him or said something on Twitter, uh, that the he, Blair's 
tea leaf reading or what he's heard sources are telling him that the the market for Bautista is even more robust than that for Encarnacion but there just aren't individual teams or there's no mystery team done the bidding isn't there yet but there there's widespread interest is, is what hmm. I'm extrapolating from that throwaway comment which is interesting <laughs> sure yeah that is that is that is I don't know maybe we have we talked have you and I talked about this I know I've talked about it and I've said it maybe on Twitter and someone uh, I can't remember his name I can look it up real quick he uh, he sent me a DM about it where is his name Andrew 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 Betker I'm saying and I, kind of touching on something similar which is I don't want Bautista to come back and not be great because the fans will fucking kill him and it it sucks. <laughs> it's, 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 I, I, it's really disheartening. I, I will be totally honest that it just bums me out. The, mm-hmm. the speed with which people have already turned on Jose Bautista, uh, it, it fucks me up. Yeah. I don't, it's, it's brutal. I, I think, and I think he's right. I think, yeah, I think it, it would, it would go poorly. Uh, it's already going poorly. They're already all of the things that other people have said about him are already now being parroted back by the people who should be his biggest supporters. It's it's fucked up. People are dumb. Yep. Don't be dumb. <laughs> if it'd be like when those the people the 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 rare few that booed Carlos Delgado when he made his return. To do Toronto re- in the interleague that. game, like how do you boo Carlos Delgado? Well, he didn't of resign. All people in the world, they didn't even make a legitimate offer. Well, this is where this is where being dumb factors in because I guess those people didn't understand or or care to understand that. I want names. I want names and addresses. I'm gonna go. <laughs> this is gonna be. I'm gonna be like one of these lunatics. I'm gonna show up with a gun at a pizza place because somebody said. That Jose Bautista is bad, or that car, or they found out that they booed Carlos Delgado. I'm going to be one of those lunatics. Right. I'm a conspiracy theorizing nut job now. I've gone right. off the deep well, end. Well, CSIS is listening to our podcast now, so let's uh, I welcome our our new uh, expanded audience. That's nice. They were already listening. That's <laughs> that's the just the. I think the, that's what they do. Yeah, it's the woke bay head of state, uh, 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 commander in chief. The empath- empathizer in chief method is is you publicly you you have the face of an honest and and woke person, but behind the scenes you're a devious despot. Um, it works below in the, down south. It works up here. Caesus has always been listening, happily happily listening to our phone calls and our podcasts. Uh, actually, no, not even Caesus can make it to the end of an hour long podcast. Even the, and they're being paid to be there. Yeah, that's probably true. Um, what else? Oh, the other thing, uh, Andrew McCutcheon. When is he going to become a Blue Jay? Andrew? Yeah, I, hey, I, I don't think they have what uh, Pittsburgh's asking for, but uh, if they can figure it out, obviously, you know, people are talking about the names that they were asking Washington for. Uh, nobody's going to do that. So if they want to move him, it's going to be less than that. So maybe the Jays could do something. I, you know, that would be great. I don't see. I, I wonder. Uh, you can't fault the pot, the Pirates. <clears throat> Excuse me. You can't fault the pirates for 
eh. setting the bar high. <laughs> no, you can vote the, the pirates for being the cheap, shitty pirates, but yeah. Well, but the, what's the worst thing that can happen? Someone gives it to you? Yeah, no, that's true. I, I, mean, I just assume they're going to move them. Because they're, they're the cheap, shitty pirates. They are going to move him because of the cheap, shitty pirates, but they're not going to move him for nothing. True. Uh, Jim Bowden, Jim Bowden, the guy who makes things up a lot of the time, he <laughs> he had a line or a, a it's one of those ESPN like quickie article kind of quasi tweet things where he cited the package that apparently the Nationals have offered or the Pirates have at, or the or the White Sox have asked the Nationals for for Chris Sale, Lucas Giolito. Um, uh, another that other Anthony Robles, I think his name is another like, yeah. top prospect, and then somebody else uh, in the in exchange for Chris Sale. Which, if I'm the Nationals, I do that like without any sort of hesitation. I'm not even trying to make you take Jason Worth's contract at all. I'm just like, yes, let it, let's fucking do it. Yeah, but that's that's going to get you Chris Sale. That, you, the, no one, no one's going to give the Pirates that for two years of Andrew McCutcheon. No, not not even close. No. And if you're the Jays, or if you're a smart, if you're a team with a lot of money, you can say like, the Pirates can be bought. I think is the is the thing. They're not going to trade it for nothing. But if you say we'll take the whole salary, then suddenly that package gets a little lighter. I, yeah, the, the Liriano trade I think is the case in point there. Yeah, I I, I I would have assumed Washington would be taking a bunch of that money or all of that money. But but yeah, I mean the Blue Jays absolutely should be talking about them and talking talking about him with them and talking about. Uh, taking it all on just so just just exactly to lessen the the ask in terms of prospects to the point where they might actually be able to do something i'm trying to think of what would be an equivalent though like has, is there a, can you think of a trade can you think of what what they could be after i i, I saw some of the bp toronto uh, guys today talking that the jays um farm is looked at uh, better now than it had been earlier in the year or, or a year ago yeah john okay. manuel was really high on the farm uh and all the stuff from uh, baseball america and the podcast and the chat and uh, I, I think it, you know he was hinting about you know towards the the top 100 stuff but but yeah i think you know alfred had a, a good year and i think he said he would be a you know, a, a, a number one guy for teams, and Vlad Guerrero is even better, and there's some nice guys in behind them coming along. Yeah, so maybe there's stuff there. I, I, I don't think Connor Green is moving the needle for a lot of teams. I don't think he had a great year, but, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, I, I, I think you're right, and they're right that that the uh, the reputation that that uh, the farm system is completely depleted is not quite accurate anymore, which is good. Because then you can fill now it up you can and deplete then it, yeah. Dump it to get Chris Sale, uh, which the Jays there's been no connection to the Jays for Chris Sale because they do not have what it takes. No, because that's good. That uh, I can't think. Be, Stro- Stroman maybe start with no, but even Stroman's contract is, is worse than Stroman's sales. contract is worse than sales. Yeah, that's true. Because Stroman's just going to go through arbitration like a regular human being. Mm-hmm. Chris Sale is the like the best combination of performance and and value because I mean, I I guess you could start with Sanchez maybe but why are you doing that yeah why are you doing that but he, he like are you doing that no like if I'm if I'm if I'm if I'm the White Sox I need like a Giolito a guy who has the one ceiling and has all that stuff up there plus that other guy who is like a you know a 70 future value guy I mean you need a lot yeah, because you're trading one of the five best pitchers in baseball, who's on a criminally 
undervalued contract. His contract is a joke. Which, again, we've come back to full circle here. We're talking again about counting other people's money. But that leaves you open to do so many other things. And when you're the Nationals and you are happy to spend money and you've got you've got uh, worse contract coming off the books at the end of the year and you are looking about maybe are we going to be in the $40 million a year Bryce Harper business down the road? That stuff matters. Yeah, I mean, and shit, it would be it would be like trading for the reigning NL Cy Young winner and then signing him to a three year deal for twelve million a year. I mean, think of how incredible that would be. <laughs> or it'd be like tra- uh, trading, you know, your <laughs> own uh, kind of perennial Cy Young contender for with only for only a year of his of his services, and and then getting uh, getting three players in return, the three players who have combined to produce two wins above replacement collectively. In like seven years, something like that. Something God, that like trade—that's the trade them all. Whatever the yeah. the White Sox want, give it to them. Yeah, I'm okay. If you're with the that. if you're the Nationals, trade them all, every single one. I forgot half of the, that. Michael Taylor. Oh yeah, was in, was in that the Roy Halladay trade, and then yeah. he became Wallace, and then Wallace became, Wallace Ghost, became Ghost, and then Ghost yeah. became Travis. All those players were bad except for Devin Travis. People were trying to shoot, shove him into my, my trade equation when I was going on my Twitter spree about trade them all. They're like, "Well, Travis has been pretty good. Well, he doesn't count. He, that's the, because the Tigers had Ian Kinsler, who's a lot better than Devin fucking Travis." The, yep, he the sure Tigers. Is. The Tigers took a shot and it and failed, but it failed pretty fucking badly. But yeah, where where I don't know. Devin Travis could play for the Tigers still. I think they would have found a spot in the outfield for him. Maybe there, maybe there you go. Maybe you, maybe that's how you solve your outfield uh, woes. You put Devin Travis in a corner spot. Play Darwin Barney every day. Darwin Barney. Hey, Ryan Goins could do that too. Okay, well we're running out of time because it's a little <laughs> bit too long. But because like that's literally where we are. Uh, I think that like are the Jays going to be any good next year? Obviously, we don't know yet. Obviously, it's very early. There's so many pieces that are coming back. They're only losing. You, you've made the case many times and made it well and made it passionately that replacing Bet Bautista and, and Encarnacion's production is not that difficult, relatively. Mm-hmm. What if they're bad, though? What if they're bad? Well, this is this is the thing too. Is that if they're bad, I don't think they're trying to be bad, but I think they they are not. Uh, they're they're going out of their way to not uh, put a lot of money and contracts on the books. That's not maybe going to look kind of going to look unattractive, say, come July or next winter. Like, what if if they are bad? Then look out because they could they could start thinking about trading anybody at that point. You know, the Donaldson a year and a half from free agency in the in the middle of the summer if the Jays are bad. It's probably more a winter trade, but is it uh, is it off the table? I don't know that it is. If the Jays are bad, you, know, you got uh, uh, what is it? Hap and Liriano are in the last year of their deals. If the team's bad. You can flip them to somebody for something. You could really, really load up on on young players uh, by stripping it all down. And they're kind of keeping together, uh, you know, keeping the contracts in line. That at any point, if they're ready to bail. They can do it for sort of fairly easily. You know, I think that's part of what's not so attractive to them about uh, an Encarnacion deal. <laughs> that's a theory, but... Here, and here a ter- is the- terrible, terrible, 
frightening theory. That's the but, first, you know, the other shoe, the second part of that theory. Small deals, stuff that can move. You know, obviously you can pay a couple million bucks and make Justin Smoke go away. You could pay a couple million bucks make make uh, Steve Pierce go away. You got Estrada on a nice, you know, he's coming up on free agency, whatever. Next, next you maybe, year, yeah. Maybe you want to pay. You're not going to, maybe you'll hang on to Donaldson, whatever. Um, it's Shohei Otani. Go for the Blue it. Jays are going to go all in, <laughs> all in. They're going to give him three hundred million fucking dollars to pitch and be the DH every single day when he's not pitching. Two way, the, the, I can't think of a more versatile player than a guy <laughs> who throws a hundred miles an hour and can be your DH the other days of the week. He's the perfect, perfect Cleveland North player. I agree. Uh, it just it just it just makes too much sense, frankly. Seriously, though, what it San, Sanchez and Osuna, those those they'll stay. Anybody yeah. else? Anybody else? I, if the Jays are fucking garbage for three months this year, mm-hmm. uh, I think literally anybody else could get dealt. I don't think that's going to happen. I think they're going to be better. I think Kendrys Morales. Those I don't know if you've seen these adjusted contact scores. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I don't. That that's never going to happen. It's, it'll never happen. Look at the White Sox. Look at the team that we've been, we've spoken about a few yeah, times. This they've year. been blowing it up for four years now, basically. Well, but they but they haven't because well, they keep yeah. sort of trying to win. Yeah. Where they are in a position now, where because of the age of their team and because of the holes that they've got and because of the play. So even if you if you are as big, uh, oh Jose Abreu will bounce back. And Adam Eaton is really valuable, and you got that nice rotation. They are in a position where they could trade four of those guys and completely start again because they're so irrelevant in that city now, in particular. Mm-hmm. But they won't. No, no one's going to go full blow up like that. And and again, so if you if you think that the Jays are going to look to trade Donaldson and then look to trade um, whoever else, not only is it just they, I don't think they could do that from a public relations standpoint. But how are you going to go and look at Russell Martin in the face? And and oh he's with oh me? he's gone. They're both gone too. Get oh yeah, you're paying you pay, you're now paying them to leave though. Like that's a that that kind of point where the, suddenly the dead money starts to get real close. That would be too low in the too low too low rearview mirror. That'd be part of my theory. Yeah, that they would just pay them to leave. Pay pay, the, pay them a little bit to leave. Yeah. Well, you got to pay somebody else to take them. Yeah, but you gotta you gotta pay enough to get something half decent back. Yeah, like I, I you know, I don't think it's gonna happen because, like you say, with the White Sox and try, I, I mean, what do you like? If you project to be a five hundred team, there's so many goddamn playoff spots now that you could catch a couple breaks and and still be in the race and still be a money maker and a, and a, a TV ratings draw. Yeah, maybe you know, if you play the, the year, you know? bullshit Central Division in the in the East, you can't. No one can do that. You can't yeah. hope to fall ass backwards into the playoffs. I don't care how many wild cards they asked. They had you. You have to play good teams. You don't. You're not beating up on the fucking Twins every year, and then the Royals who are going to trade everybody, and then the Tigers who are like just praying for death. That that Central Division is so so bad. It's not that good. Cleveland is like a, all they are. They're an Edwin, Edwin Encarnacion away from returning <laughs> right back to the to the World Series. This is getting real dark real fast. I don't know if you noticed that. I did. 
We didn't take a break. We've just gone like straight to misery here at the end where we're breaking the team up and disbanding the twins. That should happen years ago. Yeah, I think so. But uh, I don't know. It, it, I'm, I'm not 100% sure that it won't happen, that they'll really start blowing things up. But it is in the back of my mind every time I see them, the, you know, shying away from longer commitments than that. I mean, I know part of it is maybe thinking about a Donaldson extension down the road or hopefully this winter, and maybe that whole question becomes moot. Um, but yeah, it's... Uh, uh, it, it feels it's, like it's a not hedge. Impossible. It's not impossible. Yeah, it does feel like a hedge. It, it feels it like they're does, hedging yeah. a little bit. And I don't know. Hard to blame them. Um, no, it's easy to blame them. <laughs> it's really easy to blame them. Fix the team. Don't make it. Don't let them get so old. That's Anthopolis's problem. Just keep winning. There, well, yeah, there were, there were a few problems there, but yeah. No, he's a saint. The man is a saint. <laughs> yes, I'm sure that I'm sure that reputation will hold through every year of Troy Tulowitzki's contract. It will, and Russell Martin's as well. Russell Martin is—he's good to go. It doesn't matter how bad Russell Martin gets; he will always be Russell Martin. And for that, he's going to play for—he's going to play third base for Canada at the World Baseball Classic. I hope he doesn't catch. Yeah, he's just printing money. He's not going to catch. I don't think. <laughs> He's good too. Uh, He's playing with house money forever. And yeah. they didn't even win anything with him. And he was so bad in the playoffs. Yeah, that's the thing. Are are Tulo and Martin, are they win now players or are they win last year players? Are, were they win then players? Yeah. I don't know. That 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 we have uh we have three months to find out. This is getting grim, like you're saying, but I don't know. It it could it it's not inconceivable. How much better can we expect Troy Tulowitzki to be next year than he was this year? Not a whole hell of a lot. I mean, he I, think, miss, I think he, he has, I think he has he it in him to be better, but I mean, expect is is a different thing. He had a long stretch of being, you know, good for a shortstop. Of course, very good in terms mm-hmm. of being like an eight hundred OPS guy for months and months and months and months. But he also was like a four hundred OPS guy for six weeks, which counts. Yeah, all the they, same, they do. But he didn't really miss that much time. He had a short, Tulowitzki-sized DL stint, as opposed to yeah, a, relative to relative to Tulowitzki-sized DL stints, it was yeah, pretty all right. Really, it's pretty anyway, healthy. It's getting dark, but let's do this again tomorrow. Sure, if we can yeah, absolutely. You know, if tomorrow figures to be a more explosive day. See the CB. We hadn't talked about the CBA. Yeah, they they signed a new CBA. Hooray! Throwing everybody under the bus who's not in the union. Or even yeah, some of the stuck, guys who are, yeah. They stuck up for some of the guys who aren't yeah. in the union. They, they threw the clubbies under the bus. Yeah, yeah. No clubhouse fees. Though, I how, mean... How somebody, are they put themselves I, I, through college now? Somebody suggested to me that that's maybe just to keep the management out and, to, and, and maybe the clubbies will still get theirs. I hope so. Well, they will still get theirs. They'll still pass the hat at yeah. the end of every series. But, uh, yeah, because some of the, manage, the management... They were fucking with the clubbies this year. The Mariners yeah, yeah. raised a big stink somewhere. Where was it? I know there was a couple teams. They were really was mad. The fucking White no, Sox was, involved or something? No, it was, it was the White Sox were mad. Somebody was mad at the Mariners. I think when the I Mariners think were like, I think that's it. Yeah, were taxing the clubby the clubhouse fees or something insane like that. But anyway, this is enough. Let's try to do this again tomorrow. 
uh, provided something happens, something's going to happen. So yeah. winter meetings. Maybe there's the pool signing of this thing. Oh, tomorrow. what, Edwin's going to sign tomorrow? For uh, 10 years and $200 million. <laughs> it's going to break all the rules, break all the expectations. Sir, it's good. It was good to speak with you again. I'm glad you we as well. Here. Yeah. Um, so thank you, everyone, for listening, for, for fighting through rambling misery for almost an hour. Uh, well, to, if, we've we've exhausted most of the topics, so tomorrow will be tight. I'd be a fine-tuned machine. I I have I, we didn't do it. We have no time for the usual banter. This has just been pure data dump. <laughs> Too busy blowing the team up. You're trading everyone and questioning the viability of the two um, highly paid <laughs> middle of the diamond players. That's right. Uh, for Andrew Stoughton, my name is Drew Fairsworth. Thank you so much for listening to Birds All Day. We'll talk to you again uh, very soon, possibly tomorrow. <laughs>